Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. <laughs> Ah, back for more, are you? Yeah, you like what we do here, so clearly... You can't get enough of the main big episodes, so you need that little bump to get you through the week of a mini-sode of Ghosts of Boyfriend's Past. Hello you, one and hello, hello all. A few friends of mine are like, the minisodes are my favourite. Can you do more? And I'm like, yeah, we can. Yeah, and well, here is one of them. Yes. Well, <laughs> we do them every second week. That's watch, how the podcast works. Watchers do, yeah. So uh, every second week it is a minisode and every second minisode is a questions theme minisode. Liz and I do our best to tackle the questions sent in by you, our, our fierce and loyal readers. Sometimes our advice will, will be not good enough. Sometimes we don't know and we, we can only do so much. So those of you that can yes and us and provide better help for a question that we that we um, flounder around, send it in so that we can then re- relay it on a future episode. We're not here. We're, we make no... We're not experts. The no, lawyers yes. <laughs> have advised us. They're in the corner nodding no, right now. No, They've yes. advised us to say that we are not experts. But, like, honestly, we've been doing this for years now. Oh, we, yeah. we, know a, we know a thing or two. I like to say that my mum's a psychologist, which means that I've osmoted all of her, uh, you know. I didn't need to study for eight years. I just know yes, everything yes, because I'm her daughter. That's awesome. the virtue. I'm great at this. But I'm very much not a psychologist, says the lawyers. So don't – I mean, take the advice with a grain of salt. <laughs> That's right. And Elizabeth, the question here, I'm I'm meeting my partner's parents for the Uh-oh. first time. I mean, yay. <laughs> Sorry, was that the right knee jerk response? Uh, <laughs> and and I'm there and I'm super nervous. Yeah. Any advice apart from panicking like Elizabeth just did. Don't swear because you don't know if they're swearers. Like don't swear uh, until you know if they're swearers. That's an interesting because one. Because depending on what generation they are, I've made the mistake of being like fucking something and immediately I was the vulgar girl. Mm. Um I would say be yourself because if they don't like you, my God, it's going to be hard to keep the mask up if you've been someone else on that first date. Yes, yeah. right. So I, I like I would be yourself, be normal as you can be. Um, Is there any wisdom to the idea that they probably won't love you the first time? Like well, you probably won't them. love them the first yeah. time. So I think it's just kind of like having you know, it's it's the coffee with strangers thing where you just go and you. And you do the best that you can in the situation. It's not your job to impress them. You don't have to, I mean, going by a previous episode, you don't have to play the role of good boyfriend, good girlfriend, good partner Mm. straight off. You just have to be who you are. And hopefully they will like that. And sometimes your parents, your parents' partner, your partner's Partner's parents, parents, Jesus, sometimes your partner's parents won't like you in the end. No, you won't get along. You try really hard. And, in your relationship, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the end of the world. No, as long as your partner has your back. Mm. So I think uh, show your best self, uh, be as comfortable as you can to these people. Try not to be too scared of them. Um, 
And, and yeah, just kind of just be like, this is just a coffee with people that I'm meeting for the first time. How mm. would you react if you were, you know, you're not on trial? Just oh, yeah. try and relax. Yeah, you're not guilty. You're not guilty for wanting to be interested in someone else. No, you know? that doesn't make you. <laughs> make Honestly, you a bad most person. of the exper- most of the experiences that I've had with meeting partners' parents is that they want to like you, because you yes, know, that most of like there's a lot that where that won't be the case, but. They want to like you. You want to like them. That's you want it to be. A that's good an interesting point. I think parents will more often than not will find a way to like you or find they'll because they love their their child so much. Presumably, presumably <laughs> that they'll want to then be like, yes, I I want to. So more often than not, they'll look for positives. in If you, you. assume that's the case, you're going to be better off than if you assume they're going to hate you because then you'll get tongue tied and strange and mm. do dumb stuff. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. All right. At what stage? So this was in our Ghosts of Boyfriends Past group therapy yeah, group. A okay. question was asked. So if you want to be in on this, join the group. At what stage in a new relationship do you have the big chat, like marriage, kids, basically bringing up your absolute non-negotiables? In a previous relationship, it was discussed far too late, and I'd already caught feelings for a person that I was absolutely not compatible with. Hmm. This is an interesting one because anecdotally, out in the world on on websites and chat rooms and all that, I see a an alarming amount of people, particularly women, say, oh, my God, my husband of 25 years is is anti-abortion or something like that, like mm. a big, a big obvious issue. Values and I find myself asking the same question, like, where, why wasn't that discussed in your relationship earlier? As to when, was, it, was that the question, when? Yeah, at what stage in a new relationship do you have that big chat? Gee, I don't know if there is one time to have to cover all global polit- social political issues but your specific non-negotiables like right. if you want children and they don't oh, yes, that yes. would be awful or if you really want to get married one day and they don't believe in marriage or if you're a particular religion and they don't believe mm. in god i don't so know it, uh, my best estimation right is once you become exclusive yeah. So once you're actually boyfriend or girl, like if if you're if you're meeting someone and dating, chances are these things come up when you're blind dating someone, mm, right? Yes. So in this world of Tinder and Hinge and all of the other things, usually you discuss the non-negotiables kind of during those first few dates. But mm. if you've been mates with someone for a while and get together, sometimes those conversations don't happen. So I think that as soon as you're actually boyfriend and girlfriend, you got to start a little bit of future chats yes i uh, i don't know about when specifically but hedge for earlier rather than later you have to these they're not issues that but they are i'll use the term they are issues that have to come up they have to be broached they have to for for the relationship i think a lot of people are scared to bring them up because they're like what Mm. if this person doesn't want the things i want well then better finding out now it's a win-win situation to talk about it at the start. Mm. Absolutely. Um, We've got producer Dom who's filling in for Zane yes, today please. wanting to chime in. Dom? I just have one note, which is to make sure that it doesn't happen in front of other people. <gasps> yes. Uh, make sure absolutely. that you don't just like mention it offhand and then have your partner next to you at like a dinner party or something oh. be like, oh, actually, I don't agree with that. Make sure it's a, if it's something that Good matters, point. That's that could a be that a, is an a personal thing. Excellent point, Dom. Absolutely. Because the number of times when they're like, oh, yes, we're going to have two or three children and someone's like, actually, yeah. I don't. 
I don't, I don't want kids. Like that's yes. This is a this is a conversation between partners only. Anything to avoid that conversation in the car ride home from that from an event. Oh god, yeah. But yeah, if you if someone is scared off by the fact that you want marriage, then they're not your person because you mm. want marriage, and that means they don't. And you find this out sooner. It is a win win situation. It may not feel like a win win at the time because you feel like you've lost something, but you never really had it in the first place if getting, you don't have the same life yes, goals. Getting data is always a good thing. Getting an inform getting informate receiving information is always good. Absolutely. It doesn't feel it might not be the information you want to hear at that minute, but yeah. so sometimes it, in the long run it certainly will be. Gee whiz, good question. Great, great question. Um Elizabeth, what yes. are some dating and relationship green flags? What are the nice the good things? We always talk about red flags. What are the green flags in relationship? I had scandal. I had a first date recently. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> Sound the alarm, everyone. Get your loins. Um, and one of the green flags for me was that this person was telling me stories that demonstrated that they had empathy. Mm. And it wasn't even that, um, you know, it was a particular thing they were doing right, but it, it, in discussing stories of what had happened to them in their life, um, they demonstrated a really, um, really warming capacity for empathy, which made me go okay well that's yeah, that's absolutely. a really good sign um what else uh i a big one for me is when you see so oftentimes you'll you'll think of a couple as an as one entity right yeah and that's a good thing you see how well they get along and they share hobbies and interests yay but a green flag for me is when they that couple will have two completely different lives love it Two different hobbies, separate hobbies, separate friendship groups. At time, you know, not all, I'm not saying all the time, but and then they come back to re to rejoin forces. You don't have. I don't. Yeah, not being attached at the hip, but still choosing each other. Like mm. I, yeah, the ability to have separate lives in a in a healthy way. You don't is want to a be sitting. At, you don't want to be sitting at home watching the clock, waiting for the other person to come home to then give your life more meaning. You yeah, I know. I've literally broken up with someone before because I felt like they didn't have anything outside their relationship and I couldn't handle that pressure. Mm, you want to know I don't want to be someone's everything. You want to be able to, be a to bonus put to your feet life. up of a night and know that they're out doing an activity with friends and other things. That's a nice thing to know. Yeah. What else is a green flag? Um, I tend to think that if people ask questions, if there's a good ratio when you just start dating someone of, of you know, not just talking about yourself but, uh, but asking mm. questions and – the best green flag for me is when you're having chats with them and there's no like gaps in the conversation. Yes. Like you're able yes. to riff in a way that that doesn't make you feel like you're grasping. And, and time stru loses its structure yeah. a bit. Yeah, time can wander on and go go forever. Very nice. I'm sure readers at home will have green flags from. I'm going to write this down yeah. as a as a question to ask in the group because I would like to know what other green flags people have come up with because it's really interesting knowing what is a, a green flag for them because we do discuss red flags a I'm lot. I'm I'm sure that uh, our our uh, listenership is more than just people that are single that want to hear about other people's relationships falling apart. I'm sure we have readers who are in long-term, committed, healthy relationships. What were the green can, flags yeah, that made you go, yes? Send in, your, send in your green flags. Why not mix up the bunting a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice to have someone <laughs> who's not, not quite red. so angry all not the time. Red. I have one last one to close us out with. Okay, Elizabeth. What is some advice? So this is another one from our Ghost of Boyfriends Past Group Therapy Group. Hmm. Um, so what is some advice if you haven't dated in years and are really nervous and you have trust issues and some walls up? Gee whiz. 
Now, I had a really good idea when I was reading this one. We had an episode quite a bit back called Tilly and all the first dates. Yes. Now, we had a, a lovely person on called Tilly who was describing she, – she goes on dating as a bit of a hobby. So she – not because she doesn't want to be involved, but because she likes meeting new people. Mm. And the advice that she had was to treat it all like a like a meeting, like a coffee. It's not don't put expectations of it. Treat it like you might be meeting a potential new friend because if you don't put the weight of dating onto it, then it, it's not as scary. Yep, I, I It's not as that. scary. There's another thought where uh, if it's been a long time since you've last dated or dated someone, reassess what your wants and needs are. In the in the future point, that those things, those desires, those needs out of life, the wants you want, might have changed since you last dated. So to get in touch with all those things, and you might be like, "Oh, I'm looking for X, Y, Z," and that might put some reassurance on your shoulders. It's still going on a date and meeting a stranger for for the first time is nerve wracking. It is yeah. a nervous thing. It's a hard thing to do. Not uh, not many people can just uh, rock up to a complete stranger and just have it out with them, uh, mishmash over a coffee. I like to think of it as a pool analogy, right? So when you first get into the pool or in the ocean, you kind of dip your toes in. And it can be a bit cold and a bit like, ooh. And then you kind of wade in a little bit deeper and then you go, okay, I'm going to go past the junk. Like when you get to the – you're like, it's scary and sometimes it's really cold and then all of a sudden you find you're up to Nips area and you're like, you know, it's <laughs> like when, you, when you're diving into a relationship, it's very similar. You don't have to go straight into doing a bomb yes. dive straight in. You can kind of take it easy, and then when you feel ready, when you're go in to when you're nip deep, going yeah. <laughs> when you feel ready, you'll know when the time is to it go nip deep. Be, it, might be, it might be too late to uh, <laughs> to try and save the dry, the dry costume that you're wearing. Um, yeah, there we there we go. Well, there was another one I was thinking of. Oh yes, listen back to every episode of Ghosts of Broken's Past. <laughs> And the shit, shit storm of crap dates that we've uncovered on this on this here podcast. It will make That'll you put feel you at ease. better. Uh, there are some honking bad dates in the in our and history. The best thing is, right? Whenever I go on a date now, I just think if it's garbage, story. How good a story is this going to make for ghosts? So if you go on a first date and it is garbage, write in. We will make you feel better. Consider it research for yeah. a you're, you're a you're a love scientist out on the front lines doing uh, you know taking in data. Please wow. contact us good on luck. social good luck, medias. Rita. Good luck. Yeah, good luck with any of your date experiences. We want to share the highs, the lows, absolutely everything with you. So there's no downside to a garbage date because we can help you, you know, laugh at the ridiculousness of whatever the fuck happened. Mm, we'll, we'll be here. Don't In worry. the meantime, if you'd like to be on a main episode, go to that's not canon.com forward slash ghosts of boyfriends past. If you've written in and not heard back from me, check your junk mail or email us through again at just ghosts of boyfriends past at gmail.com. Mm, otherwise, a little review goes a long way. So we thank you for tuning in and sharing the show if you if you do with others. And we'll see you next week for a main episode. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.